We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. I'm Beth Shaver. Allison Sinclair are here. We had a couple of uh, difficulties here as we move to a secure location, which is the uh, the necessary things to be done in the modern day that we live in. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today is a Monday, the sixth day of November in the year of our Lord, 2023. We'll have to uh, take a break here in a moment, but if you were trying to dial in and listen, you are at the right place. Ladies, how are you today? We're fine. You're you good? Not stressed? Not stressed at all? No, I love a little excitement. It's like when a big storm's coming or like finals week. That was exciting. And I... I, I you enjoyed it? I, I do. I kind of enjoy it. It's like the pressure and then you persevere and you're like, yes, we did it. Everybody's alive. Everything just, seems to be working now. Yeah, we're good. But we have to get back on schedule. We do have to get back on schedule, which means... Which means there'll be a break in a minute. <laughs> in less than a minute, but that's okay. We've got a lot of stuff to do today. You're going to want to hear uh, why we are at a secure location, and we will have that on the other side and a special guest. we got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. We are powered by 1819 News. Don't forget, 1819 News is a friend of the program. If you want to consider supporting them, go to 1819news.com and become a member. They are your citizen-supported truth-tellers, shining the light on what's happening in the state of Alabama. They uncover corruption while at the same time celebrating the good, the true, and the beautiful. And the reason I bring that up at this moment is the man in charge of 1819 News is here. Um, I was mentioning before the break that we are at an undisclosed undisclosed secured location because of what has happened over the last uh, few days with the, um, the insanity the insane response from not only some members of the public, but uh, people in the news media as well that are fanning the flames of insanity. But uh, Brian Dawson is with us. Brian, how are you this morning? I am doing tremendous, Scott Beeson. Tremendous. Tremendous. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> I went back to Princess Bride there. It does not mean what you think it means. A little stressful as we got going, but we want to thank Sky, Blue, Blue Water, Crawford, Big Dave, Jeeves, Petroff, everybody, all the engineers who were helping make get, get all this thing back together to um, what? Just you know what I love about this is anytime something's difficult, you want to pay attention to what happens next. And so what happens next is Brian... Um, tell us what's going on, because a lot has sure. happened over five days. Sure. And so, um, you know, we've, um, just out of respect for the, the, the family uh, of um, Mr. Copeland uh, in, in Smith Station, and wanted to give it some time before we came out and, and answered any questions, went public and everything else. Um, and the response to our reporting has just shown you the level of... Um, insanity and bias that is out there in the media world. You know, when you're in college, they tell you to do the reading. Like mm-hmm. you go to, you know, you ask a question and the professor looks at you and says, did you do the reading? And you're like, well, no. This is, a, this is a strong case of they obviously didn't read the articles. They obviously didn't read what was going on. Well, let's they, catch people back up. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, and so what, what, what's happened is they saw a bunch of headlines with some pictures and then they saw the headline that the mayor killed himself. So I'm going to go through kind of chronologically um, what happened, why we decided to report on it, and, and how it, you know, and where we are now. Yeah. Okay. yeah so, so, so rehash the story for all the people correct. who haven't kept up. Yes. And so last Monday, a week ago, we were given a tip uh, by someone in uh, that community in Smith Station, Phoenix City, Lee County area, Alabama, um, that the mayor of Smith Station, uh, Bubba Copeland, uh, ha- who was also a pastor of a Baptist church uh, in Phoenix City, First Baptist Church, Phoenix City, uh, was living a double life as a trans person, posting graphic photos dressed in drag, encouraging young people to transition, and writing extremely graphic homoerotic trans fantasy on public forums. Public. Public forums. Not private. Public figure, public forums. Okay. Okay? And so we thought it was kind of crazy, but we had Craig dig into it. He's a phenomenal investigator. 
And he began to dig into the story and confirm all of these allegations. And we wrote, uh, we spent Tuesday investigating and writing the story. And then Jeff and I really deliberated. And uh, Jeff Poor's our editor. He and I sat up till midnight playing the devil's advocate. Should we run this story? Should we not? Is this newsworthy? Well, obviously it went national. So yes, it is newsworthy. Um, but uh, what ultimately did it for us so you look at journalistic oversight exists for civil magistrates, which is leaders in the civil realm, which is a mayor, city council, you know, <laughs> senator, whatever, uh, but also in the ecclesiastical realm. And so that's your church leaders. Now, we don't go around policing churches. However, when something gets thrown in your lap like this was and you begin to dig and see, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, small town mayor, do we do the story based off of. Maybe if it's Randall Woodfin uh, or Stephen Reed or Sandy Stimson or Tommy Battle, which are the big four mayors, you know, yeah, of course you're going to do that story, right? But because it's a small town mayor, does that, you know, mean you don't? Well, uh, we're, we're bouncing back and forth. But the fact that he was a pastor mm -hmm. of a First Baptist church, mm -hmm. if I was a congregant at that church and my pastor, who was pretending to be this publicly you know, in a church where my children attended, would I want to know that my pastor had an online trans alter ego that was writing ex sexually explicit uh, fantasy novels, uh, posting memes on his Reddit, which is a public forum, again, right. uh, encouraging children to transition. Uh, literally, it said, um, get the shot, uh, take the shot, get the implants, become the whore. Is that the that was the meme that was that was the meme that, that he posted that he put up that he put up, and so take the take take the transitioning hormones essentially get the implants become the whore and then I, I can't even say the things that were posted on this thing right so but that's the cleanest version that's the cleanest version I can give and, you and let me point out something here for for a lot of the people who are responding because I saw a number of things that were put out by media types, um, and what's funny is, especially in the church, especially in the Baptist church. There's always attacks from the left and the media saying, well, y'all knew about so-and-so when you covered it up because it was at your church. Yeah. And then when you don't cover it up, they yeah. get you fit about it, too. Correct. There's so, no winning. So, that's, no, that's right. right. No, and the irony's thick there because every time we've covered uh, a gay parade that we thought went a little too far, um, you know, uh, a, a trans person admitted to grooming children in a classroom, or any time we do that, the, the leftist media comes out and says, well, you know, that's fine. You're covering them, but you, what about all the, the pastors that are doing stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so now all of a sudden the pastor is in the crosshairs and we're wrong. Well, it's, yeah, well, that pastor just happened to be part of their community, right? So they want to mm -hmm. defend him, and and you can't talk about that. But can I go back to that meme and ask a question sure. real quick? Because that's the one that there was a brother and a sister from the local community that he used, right? Underage Correct. children, underage children without the parents' permission. Uh, now the children were not, and and, and it, it was also on pornographic sites where there was pictures posted. Right of underage children without their parents' permission. Now, the children were not nude or involved in any of the sexual activity on the porn site, but it was still pictures of people's children on a porn site posted by a pastor and a mayor. And these are in his community. Correct. But I want to I back up and do this chronologically because okay. we're jumping all over the place, and, and I think it's imperative that we understand how this took place from a journalistic standpoint. Okay. We get the story Monday. We investigate it all day Monday, all day Tuesday, write the story, and then deliberate on whether or not we should run it. We had to make the editorial decision, do we run this or do we not? And the question is, what happens if we run it? We knew it could end bad. Then's the question, what happens if we don't? And that's what that was it. That to us is like, what could happen if we don't do this story? And we've all... You know. Right, because if someone becomes, a, a, and, and, I, and I know nothing about yeah. this other than what I've read. Yeah. But if you know something that far out there is occurring, yeah, and it's been delivered to you, and you don't report it, and then someone is victimized. Yeah. Now there really is blood on our hands. Now there, now you really are responsible Correct. because you were made aware and didn't do and anything. didn't do anything about it. That's correct. And so we made the decision to do it. And then the very next day, um, we um, we had a ton of people begin reaching out to us with all kinds of other stories that were way beyond the pale on that. Mm. And um, one of those stories 
was that some of the homoerotic fiction that this pastor was writing in his alter ego, one of them was him writing about a woman uh, that he was, in the fiction, stalking. He stalked her, uh, followed her everywhere so that he could transition into her personality, kill her, and then go have sex with her husband. There's a man who wrote this about stalking a woman, transitioning into that woman, killing her, then going and having sex with her husband. He wrote that, and Craig's like, I wonder, I'm just going to Google the, this lady's name, the, the, the woman that got murdered, mm -hmm. whose husband, that. Mm -hmm. We're just going to Google her name. Oh, turns out she's actually a real-life person that owns a, a business in Phoenix City. Are and, you kidding? And, and she is friends with, with, with his, his wife. Right, like real human being. Real human being. So, uh, probably a constituent or, you know, potential congregant or, again, I don't know, somewhere in that realm. And she had no idea. Had no idea. And Craig had to call her. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty are here. Brian Dawson is with us as well. We are in a undisclosed, secure location, thanks to um, our friends on the left who uh, had a hard time with the article that 1819 News put out last week. Brian Dawson is here to explain the chronology of what happened, what occurred, and um, as is usually the case when the people of the state of Alabama get all of the information, they make good decisions. It's just unfortunate that some media outlets in this state trying to uh, score points out of jealousy um, kind of leave things out. And that's why we are here to make sure that you know what is going on. This is the biggest midday show in the state of Alabama, broadcasting not only in the River Region, but across Central Alabama. And we appreciate you listening and uh, being willing to find out the rest of the story. Brian Dawson, we appreciate you being in. You were giving us the chronology of what has occurred and um, yeah, and I'll kind of keep going. And so <clears throat> we published that story about the you know slasher fiction of the real woman who actually lived in the community that the mayor pastor was writing about killing her so that he could assume her identity by transitioning into her and then having sex with her husband. That's where we left off. And so we published that story Friday at two. We got a call about four thirty um, Friday afternoon uh, that he had killed himself, the mayor pastor. And then we found out uh, a little bit after that that there was a, a, a wellness check that had kind of gone wrong, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so they went to stop him to check on him to make sure he was okay. This uh, was law enforcement. Yeah, right? law enforcement. Okay. They tried to pull him over to make sure that he was okay. Uh, and they got into a low-speed pursuit, is what the reports say. Um, and he finally stopped, and he got out <clears throat> and pulled a gun and, and shot himself in front of the cops. So that is how that ended, obviously. So what the left is putting out there, all they see is right-wingers, oust, trans person, trans person's private life, and because of that, he killed himself. And so they're saying, Brian Dawson, there's blood on your hands. Craig Monger, there's blood on your hands. Jeff Poor, there's blood on your hands. 1819 News, there's blood on your hands. The death threats have been nonstop since Friday evening. Right. Um, people reaching out to my wife, Craig's wife, Jeff. I'm, I'm assuming Jeff's wife. Uh, us getting doxxed. Um, you know, uh, all kinds of things. And so, um, but, you know, that is... That's what happens, you know, when when you are pursuing truth. And I'll tell a story, and hopefully I have time to tell the story within the segment. Um, do you guys uh, remember the story I said at uh, our two-year anniversary when I gave my speech? Mm -hmm. Okay, and so I went and visited a pastor in North Carolina. His father was a... Um, a pilot in World War II. He flew P-51 Mustangs, and he was shot down in Iwo Jima, and his plane was ripped to shreds, uh, anti-aircraft rounds barely missing him, and he crashed into the Pacific Ocean into enemy territory. By the grace of God, he was rescued uh, by Americans, and he got in another plane and kept on fighting, right? Different breed of people. And at this, um, when I went and visited the pastor, uh, I kept trying to talk to him, but was never able to really talk to him. It was like he was just like checking me out and like sizing right. me up. And after about four days, um, I was, I was in his living room looking at a P-51 Mustang replica, and he drove up beside me, and he's 92 years old, uh, in his little motorized wheelchair, mm -hmm. and said, Brian, 
and it startled me, and I looked down at him. He said, Brian, there's, there's coming a time, or he said, Brian, there was a time when we did what was right, even if they shot bullets at us. And he said, Brian, there's coming a time in your life when you're going to have to stand up for what's right, even if they shoot bullets at you. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what 1819 News is here to do. We're going to do the right thing, even if they shoot bullets at us. We are not backing down. I stand 100% behind my reporters. The reporting that we've done, the decisions we've made, if we had it all to do over again, we would do it exactly how we did. Um, our attorneys have said that we are legally within exactly what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, everything is as buttoned up as it can possibly be. They don't like the fact that we reported on something that, that is in their kind of uh, bin of idols. Which is an odd thing. And politicians have weighed in. State politicians, uh, former national politicians have weighed in. The press is weighing in. And, and, and it is strange where the rallying cries are coming from. And, and I've got a lot of questions about that as well. we got to take another break. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We will be back on the other side. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, starting off the second half of the show on this Monday. It is a beautiful day here in the heart of God's country. It is. It really, really is. It's nice. It's not cold like it was last week. And y'all were like, oh, it's wonderful. It's cold. Well, it's kind of cold in here, though. It is in a little our, chilly. Our, it is a little chilly. There's no doubt about it. Wonderful hideout. Aren't y'all... I mean... Not to be sexist, but aren't you like, oh, sweater weather. Sweater weather. I, I am, oh, coat weather. You just go straight to coat because like, you get cold? I wear, I have, I have coats in my car now. I don't know how cold <laughs> I'm going to be. choices? Yeah. I'm pretty uh, much uh, leggings and sweatshirt year-round. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> That's about it. Are y'all pumpkin spicers? No. No. I'm betting Al is. Do you, you know, know what's so oh, sad is bag. I'm not a pumpkin spicer, but, but it was be. buy one, get one free. And so I bought French vanilla and pumpkin spice. Did you get the creamer or pumpkin spice like? It was a, uh, it was cake. Pound it cake. was almond milk creamer. Mm. So it was very. So you're against the environment. Thousands and thousands and thousands of gallons of water wasted for the almond groves. Go ahead. Okay, I use straws too. Did you? Everywhere straws, I go. Paper straws. No, no, no. The plastic. Oh, the plastic ones that kill ones. turtles. Mm, gotcha. Don't gotcha. forget, you have to milk um, almonds. But, Brian, I have... <laughs> She's like, I don't want Sorry, any levity. I, I want to get right back. Brian is here. I want to talk to Brian. Well, I'm in business mode because I have so many questions. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact we're broadcasting from an undisclosed secure location because of un just countless death threats and everything else uh, it puts a little bit more serious but if we if we weren't fighting because we love what's behind us rather than hating what's in front of us and that's really what it is that we do we have something we're trying to preserve uh, and so we fight with joy and I, I love that we're having fun but it is still very it's very serious mm -hmm. well um, I is it bothersome I'm sorry I was just, I was just saying the, the fight in front of us the hate I wanted to, I didn't want to leave that thought about fighting to protect what's behind you. Correct. Children, your family, Our other heritage. people's children's family, Correct. heritage, Our tradition, Alabama, values. Pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama. And, and, and we're not going to be able to do that without... Um, coming up against these hordes of people who could care less what the facts are, want to put everything into a narrative, um, and then attack us and threaten our families and things like that. So it's just, it's crazy. But, you know, uh, I knew that this was eventually going to happen. My wife knew this was eventually going to happen. Everyone on my board knew this was eventually going to happen. My employees all knew this was going to happen. And so, you know, the purple-haired mafia don't scare us. Um, and we're, we're just going to keep on keeping on, as the prophet Joe Dirt says. Yeah, and we don't want anything to happen to the people we disagree with. I mean, it's, just, yeah, it's that's, a sad that's situation. The it's sad for a family, but... But 1819 didn't cause. Correct. And that's the whole thing is that they, they somehow, again, they didn't do the reading. They, they don't know what's going on. They're trying to squeeze this into a narrative that, you know, gets clicks. Uh, and it's very much the, the George, Floyd, George Floyd type thing where, you know, cops are just out hunting down black people. It's like, well, that's obviously not true. That's patently mm -hmm. false. Right. Well, 1819 is just out hunting, you know, trans people to try and out them. It's like, no, this, this was a story that was brought to us. Right. Um, and then once a... Uh, journalist or a news outlet has something put in their lap, you have to make a decision. And we made the decision that we believed was best, mm -hmm. and we stand by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know y'all are given other stories that you check out 
and they turn out to be not true, or they're, they're, someone's trying to plant them for a political reason Correct. or whatever, and you're like, oh, we, we, that's, we, can't, we can't verify that just because somebody yeah. said it. But these are things that you looked into. Yeah, and I trust Jeff 110% on his news judgment. There's no one who sees through you know, being used for political purposes as, as a news outlet mm-hmm. or what's news and what's not. I trust him completely. And then on decisions like this, he and I literally spend three hours on the phone playing devil's advocate. You know, what, you know, what, what about this? Have you thought about that? What, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that we're making the right decisions. Um, we know the, you know, the first amendment right that we have, that media falls under, that we have this, we take that responsibility very seriously. Um, so, yeah. And what was funny is some of these old mainline newspapers in the state um, who are trying to jump on this bandwagon on the other side. Um, you know, I served in the legislature for 16 years and was one of the conservative guys. And any, anything that I said that they could twist around, make me look bad, make me look like an idiot, they were all for. That was, yeah. that was, that was A-OK because I was a public figure. Yeah. And I promise if I did one tenth of what's been reported in this story yeah it would have been everywhere because they so so the hypocrisy is thick is what gets me now and ask yourself this question if this story was brought to al.com and 1819 news was nowhere near it and they said you know pastor who was involved in you know uh, pro-life movement and was a big you know republican mayor Mm -hmm. who met donald trump that's a baptist pastor was involved in an alternate lifestyle I think they run it if they don't get it, and then because they didn't get the scoop, mm-hmm. and it ended the way it did, now they can they can you know stand on our you know on the back of our work, throw rocks at us because they're scared to death of us. I'm just going to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, a real news outlet that actually does real journalism and is unafraid. Mm-hmm. Um, Birmingham News used to be that way. Brett Blackledge used sure to be did. that way. Mobile Press Register used to be that way. Eddie right. Curran used to be that way. Right? There used to be that, but it hasn't been in 20 years. And and so when you have a real news outlet made up um, of, you know, incredible editorial staff, um, radio staff, as we are here, um, but uh, real news uh, reporters who are muckrakers at heart out there beating the pavement, pressing the flesh, asking real questions about things that really matter to the people of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we're growing astronomically because there's a need for what we're doing. And that makes lazy sloppy journalists like they have at AL.com they come in and do exactly what we're seeing them doing. Which, again, this guy was encouraging children to transition. Right. He wasn't just dressing in his wife's clothes in his living room every once in a while and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Also, no one Mission impossible into his house and, like, got his diary or something. Like, this right. is all stuff on public forums. But you have a public figure on a public forum. I want to go back to that because that's the whole thing. That's where we're being attacked is, you know, you you never should have written this. Public figure, public Mm -hmm. forum. Right. You know, and even if someone would have given us a diary, like with the thing with Joe Biden and that whole thing, public figure, still newsworthy. But that's not what we did. Right. We didn't send private investigators to his house and take pictures through his windows of this kind of stuff. This is stuff that he was putting out there. And then he was writing about people doing horrible things to people in that community. Um, that actually really existed. I mean, it, it, the woman that when we had to call her and say, "Hey, were you aware that there was a story about you being murdered so that this guy could have sex with your husband? Um, were you aware of the story on this porn blog?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I can, I can only imagine that call. Right. But we have to make that call. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you need do. you need to know this, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think the ladies of Liberty have questions. I just. It's like you were talking about, uh, I have so many questions, but my first one is about journalism and the hypocrisy in journalism right now. Because if personal life can't be brought into the public through journalists and media, then look what they're doing to Speaker Mike Johnson. Okay, Mm -hmm. We can't have those discussions about his personal life, whether he puts porn filters on his kids' computers, whether he has a lot of money or doesn't have any, whatever his personal beliefs are, then the left media has got to take that off the table. Mm -hmm. What how Donald Trump talks to Billy Bush Mm -hmm. in an interview, Mm -hmm. we got to take that off the table. Right. Uh, What John Merrill was doing in his private life, what Robert Bentley was doing in his private life, like all these things have to be taken off the table. 
but they fit the leftist media agenda, so they get pushed out all the time. Yeah. Then I want to talk about the leftist saying that he was bullied into taking his own life. I mean, he made these decisions to go out there and do it. It's funny because the leftists have been bullying us. I have someone in our community. She lives, her kids go to the same school as mine. She actually posted a TikTok, actually of Brian, Craig, Abs, and myself. She used our faces. She talked about each of us. She then encouraged people to go confront us at, I don't know where, but to go and Didn't can, she say go visit? To yeah, go, go visit us. Visit. Go yes. give them, them a, a visit, visit because is... we're, we're, we're huge free speech fans. Go give them a visit. So I'm wondering, okay, that's bullying. She has like 290,000 followers on TikTok. She's not nobody, okay? So you're doxing, you're bullying us. So if something happens to us, if one of us is assaulted or harmed, or if one of us takes our lives, is she responsible for that? No, because her cause is righteous. Oh, but the hypocrisy is just overwhelming of there's, there's zero responsibility. Um, she did take down the TikTok, so she probably, I mean, we've got screenshots. I've sent it to appropriate people, but... But, like, they've got to have... Do you know how many death threats I got and how many people would message me and email me and sit, tell me to kill myself, to kill my family, that the world would be a better place without me when, with some of the things that I've done with local Alabama? Mm -hmm. They don't seem to care about my life. They don't seem to care that they're bullying me. And if I kill myself, I'm pretty sure they would throw a celebration and take zero responsibility for it. And that's, that's where I would like to discuss the hypocrisy is the lack of accountability and responsibility all along the way because what they're doing as they've tried to dox us and expose us and we're like all right whatever is they're making some sort of moral claim that what we did was wrong but we can't likewise then say but isn't what happened to this man all along the way wrong so it is it's completely hypocritical but what i want to know and, and and please somebody answer this question is where did the accountability and responsibility begin with him now we are sorry for his family we are sorry for his children we are sorry for his church this is a death of somebody who was created in the image of god and somewhere along the way it went very wrong mm -hmm. but we are not responsible for the choices that people did not make with his life back in the beginning. Where were his, where was the first person who said something's not right here? Where was his wife to say what you are doing is not right? Where was his church to say you are not following scripture? Where was the civil magistrates to say what you're doing is wrong? Where was that accountability and responsibility? So as the concentric circles grew, everybody failed every step of the way. We are merely reporting on what he chose to do with his life, which is tragic. It is unbelievably tragic. But what of accountability and responsibility by the people who could have helped him along the way, and they did not. They would not. And now we have somebody's funeral that a lot of kids and families have to go to because in the beginning, the people who could have done what was right chose not to do it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Well, there's a good chance that people chose not to say anything because they were afraid of other people screaming at them. Don't don't say anything about it. These are beginning to be protected things. You can't say anything about uh, homosexuality, transgenderism, any of it. Somebody's doing, oh, you, you really are supposed to, uh, you know, I don't know, glorify it. Yeah, so we have a culture that encourages it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I sure do. Yeah, that's that's the other thought is that what if the people surrounding him are okay with it? And, and what about the people who are living in despair, people that have doxed us, right, or at least put ourselves out there to a large group of people and encourage people to confront us and hurt us okay okay sure fine but what what about all that i mean it's unbelievable to me because the reason that this story matters on a human level and on a as a believer as a christ follower is these are people in despair these are people if they follow this path it is not going to end well no matter how they feel and so 
that also is an opportunity for us to talk about what is true. Because you can't use and apply truth only when it applies to your situation. What's true is true for everybody. And so it's exactly what you're saying, Allison, is either you take it all off the table or you put it on the table and you deal with reality as it is. And that's where we have to start. Yeah. I have so many other thoughts, but I hear I mean, the we got to take a break. And if you want to... Give us a call, weigh in your thoughts. It's a tough situation here in the state of Alabama, but we appreciate you listening. we got to take a break. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back on the other side. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We are powered by 1819 News. If you're enjoying this radio show as well as all the other content put out by 1819 News, you can support that work by going to 1819news.com and becoming a member today. 1819 News is your citizen-supported truth-teller, shining the light on what's happening in the state, uncovering corruption, and celebrating the good, the true, and the beautiful. Support nonprofit journalism that represents your values. Become an 1819 News member today. I am here, yes, the ladies of Liberty are here as well. Brian Dawson is with us. We're talking about this story and the, the ongoing saga of uh, the tragedy, really, of the mayor of Smith Station and what happened and what went on. But I did say I would be willing to take your calls. Let's go out and do that really quick. Sam from Pike County, welcome to the program. I hope you're well. Uh, thank you, Scott. I am well, and um, I just I heard about this over the weekend, but I didn't put two and two together. And so it's good to hear uh, Brian, this morning, always good. Uh, Mr. Dawson, I was going to say, uh, first I wanted to pay you a compliment. I uh, caught the 1819 podcast you did over the weekend with, uh, well, I caught it this weekend, but um, Rick Burgess. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I believe that that absolutely uh, powerful state uh, present. Uh, okay, now I'm going to get on it. Now I'm going to start mumbling. That's it was right. a very good podcast. The points he made, I thought, absolutely you could argue with. Um, like when he said Moses would gather the men together three times a year. Yeah. Men, men need to be trained to be men and uh, re- reinforced. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I think that was the most powerful podcast we've recorded, and we've done some bangers. Um, we've had some incredible ones, but I knew as I was recording and listening to that, I'm like, oof. You know, yeah. this is good. And, and then Rich Wingo, who's a really good friend of, of Rick's, came on and, and did a very similar one, and then John Croyle. Um, those are the probably our, our three most powerful podcasts, and it's all the same, very similar message. Okay. So. Well, that's, that's, that's been good. But like I said, all this surprise, man, it's like <clears> the death threat. Ah, dog, cause, you know, somebody calls me with a death threat. You want to be able to call them back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here in the yard, and I'm looking in the window. Yeah. You know, man, it's, it's you in the parking lot. Uh, that's it. You know, burner, phone, burner phones are cheap, but it works. Yeah. You know, we've seen it time and time again over the last few years. The purple hairs, they know, man, uh, through intimidation. Just, yep. Just, um, but that's what I wanted to say. Uh, uh, you know, usually when I hear there's trouble up at the radio station, I assume, you know, Amy Beth's got something to do with it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's usually, I, I, usually I, I the case, Sam. In. I had to Thank get you. one in. Thank hey, you, buddy. God bless Thanks, y'all. Sam. God bless y'all. Have a good Thank day, Thank you, all right? Sam. All right, y'all too. So, Brian, where does where do things go from uh, from here? We just continue to put one foot in front of the other and report and do our jobs. Um, you know, we're un, uh, you know unfazed in the sense of, uh, we're okay with where we are and what we've done, how we've handled it, um, but we'll never be the same in the sense of, you know, this this was this was a very sobering, weighty, right? I don't feel the weight of him taking his life. I know that wasn't our fault, but I do feel the weight of um, the platform that God has given all of us, mm-hmm. um, and we will wield that properly. We will honor him with it. Um, and and we will just continue to handle every situation as it comes and, and do our best uh, for the people of Alabama and, and obviously for God. No, I agree. And um, the people of Alabama deserve a news outlet that just reports the news. Yep. And it and tries to come from a, a, from a, um, a moral, traditional, godly viewpoint. Um, I would think that 18, 19, whoever will make mistakes from time to time, but never back down from the truth. Yeah. We made mistakes, but this wasn't one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. and the truth is the truth. And uh, you probably you probably don't want to weigh in on this, but some sometime, I know you have to go, but sometime the ladies of Liberty and I are going to 
have to hash through some of these articles in the old mainline newspapers and, and some of the quotes from elected officials. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there, there there's a weirdness about it. Yeah. I don't know if y'all want to take it on now. Why not? But uh, do you have any last words or about the story or... No. Um, well, we've, we've, I've said what I had to say, and you right. know, we've put out our official statement, and I'm good with it. And I want, and I want people to um, hear that. And if you've just uh, joined the program, remember that there's a podcast of this program. You can check those out and uh, hear what we've had to say this morning, what Brian's had to say about what's happening. But it, but it is a strange thing to me. Uh, through all my years of uh, politics, et cetera, this situation has really brought out an interesting dynamic and you have an elected official a pastor who is putting some some pretty wild transgender homoerotic writings and stuff out in a public venue that gets reported on and he decides to do harm to himself mm-hmm. and then elected official former elected officials from the state of Alabama and uh, current bureaucratic mm-hmm. officials all of a sudden come out of the woodwork and are, are making comments mm-hmm. I saw that. So, so my question and maybe it's a conspiracy theory Thursday question really or thinker Thursday question is what is the club here Am, am, is is there a big club and I'm not a member? Do yes. I, you know, I don't know about what's you got locked out of the clubhouse on. a long time ago. Yes, there's like no Scots allowed, or, or it, but it's strange. Am I the only person that finds it strange that? No, I mean they're really taking it really far. Yeah, but it's with, because with the defense. It's what I said last week with why this matters on a practical level. And let me just go back and say one thing before we move on. The accusations that we would not care about this man's life or this man's family or this man's children or his death are so disgusting Mm -hmm. because two things can be true at the same time. I can like chicken and steak at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mourn. I sin is devastating and deception and secrets and the life he was living is devastating. Um, But you can also be for truth. You can mourn his death and and what his life had become and have great sympathy on that. Mm -hmm. I never wish that on anyone. Right. Gay, straight, trans, whatever. I mean, like, I've, in our family and our close friends, we have had people deal with some very heavy things. Those situations have not ended well. You can mourn that. You can be sad. You can grieve that. But you can also say, we still had to talk about the truth and confront the issues of what was going on. And so it's so offensive to me. And I think that's how misunderstood we are, that that we just like are cavalier that he took his life, that we're like gloating and just moving on. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have prayed for his family and you can say, oh, thoughts and prayers don't mean anything. I prayed for his family and his children and those people in his congregation and his town all weekend. I actually am kind of tearing up thinking about it. But I also know that it was the right thing to bring that forward. And and sometimes the tension is difficult, but the two things can be true at the same time. Anyway, to a practical standpoint of elected officials, when you're engaging in things like this, secret lives, whether it's John Merrill and his affair, whether whatever it is, you are easily compromised. And that's what I see in all these elected officials that are coming out and speaking. Mm-hmm. Probably most of them have skeletons in their closet and are defending that. They know the truth of what's hiding behind and they have to defend, you know, personal so you, so you life think there's all- a chance, yeah, that, that it's not really, not speaking for them, but there's a chance that it's not really about the mayor. It's about, hey, CYA. y'all do not need to be looking into people's yeah. personal lives. I got some yeah. stuff, and I'm scared it'll come out. It, and if it, I say it's okay, it's I'm the Alvin Holmes, where Alvin Holmes used to say, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Uh, Brian Dawson was with us earlier discussing the ongoing story. Um, it's a sad story, really. It is sad. It's um, very sad. About Mayor Copeland. Um, I do, and I have, over the weekend, prayed for him and his family. Um, 
mostly them, parishioners. Uh, it, it's a tough, tough situation. And uh, it is covered with hypocrisy from the mainstream media. I saw a couple of the Birmingham, the old Birmingham news. I guess they just call them AL.com now. I don't, I don't AL. know. AL.com. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their commentary and some of those some of those guys I've known in the past and um, one or two of them I've got along with um, not philosophically in any way mm-hmm. but a couple of them are just just I just leave it as just <laughs> but the elected officials I was asking before the break and like I said y'all could call in if you want and weigh in on what's going on um, number one how do you get a comment somebody calls me about a story I really don't know much about or someone's off doing something, they say, what do you think about it? If I'm an elected official, I say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. that. Why, why, are you, why are you calling me? Um, so it's kind of interesting. Two, there's a, the AL.com story written by, who wrote this? Howard Koppelwitz. Uh, has a couple of quotes from a couple of different former elected officials. Cam Ward, director of the Alabama Pardons and Paroles, said that Copeland's death was so incredibly sad. I don't disagree with him at all on that. Mm. Then he says this, and I wonder if this is off a phone call or if this was a... No, he tweeted this. We he live did, in that's a, what I saw. We live in a society where many people are going through so much. Don't disagree. We do live in a society where people are going through so much. Regardless of decisions we may disagree with, we should always love our fellow man as the Bible teaches us. Don't disagree with that either. I know firsthand a lot of folks reading his story should look in the mirror. I don't understand that. I don't understand that part either. Is, is he talking about Alabamians reading the story? Because, look, I'm just going to be straight up. Um, I'm a sinner. I do things I shouldn't do. And so I don't understand who he's talking to, who Cam Ward is talking to, or or was that the purpose? To weigh in, have a tweet where someone reading it can say, oh, yeah, I I agree with that. And so so there's a way to be on both sides if 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 you say it just right. But a lot of folks, he says a lot of folks reading his story should look in the mirror. Does that mean we all should um, examine our lives and, and do our best to stop doing things that we shouldn't? Yeah. I, okay. I agree with that. Is that the point? But I don't think that was the I, point. So it's a, it's a weird, why do you, why does he weigh in? I mean, when I read it or read it, first read it, I read it as like, oh, hey, there's some other politicians that need to check themselves. Well, maybe that's what it's saying. And you don't necessarily disagree with that either. No. Or is it one of these of, hey, don't say anything about me. Let's not let's not anyone say anything about our personal lives. I think it's the, you remember that, that I don't know when it was from, but like, don't tase me, bro. Mm-hmm. I think we're at the, don't judge me, bro. I think it is very much, Kim Ward has been public about things that he has gone through. Mm-hmm. Struggles. And I think, who doesn't struggle? Right. But I, I, I need to back up, though. Because when they throw out the word love, shouldn't we define what love means? Because that word's getting thrown out. So what is love? And what is this look in the mirror? What do you mean look Mm -hmm. in the mirror? Because all of it to me does circle back to, so don't judge me and I won't judge you because I've got skeletons, you've got skeletons. Mm -hmm. Let's just call the whole thing off. We all do. And we all do. But the problem is love doesn't mean what we think it means. Love is telling the truth. And often that truth is a painful truth because it not only reflects where we fail, it reflects perhaps where other people fail. We're not in charge of that. Mm -hmm. But it seems that a lot of people are convicted over their own past or their own issues, and we're not supposed to talk about that. That's garbage. That's how we ended up in this place in the first place, is not talking about what was real and throwing around love as if it were like some sugar cube and we only sprinkle sugar over each other and right. we don't sprinkle truth. Yeah, love, and lo- truth love means tolerate everything. Tolerate everything, but love and truth are married. Mm-hmm. And real love and true truth are married 
to the gospel and are married to Christ. God said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So when we're talking about love and when we're talking about truth, we're actually talking about God. So now we're back to a standard. And so you're making this, this claim, don't judge me. Right. By what standard? You're saying love by what standard? Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's like we got to get these people to define terms and quit throwing things around. Because really, I think they're like, hands off, don't look at me. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. But that, 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 why? Like, what are you so afraid of? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this, this fear of each other is of the mm-hmm. devil. Like, fear is not of God. Right. And the responses could have been different, too. I mean, like, it could have been, hey, you know what? I, I have a problem. Yeah, just say and it. I'm, and, and look and taking it to my church. And, and, to, and, and yes, it's, it's, it's rough, but a bunch of these comments seem like they're being used for a, for a purpose. Now, I, I don't even, it doesn't even, it's not hardly worth time hearing the comments from the Democrat Party chairperson from, from um, Lee County. Um, well, I guess I should say it so that people just understand where we are. Um, what's his name? Jamie Lowe said, quote, We condemn in the strongest terms the use of discriminatory and hateful rhetoric to target the personal lives of individuals, be they public or private citizens. The practice of demonizing each because of personal life choices must end because it has very real and life-altering consequences. Now, what, what now here's what I think is what I think is what? missing. <laughs> are are all of these people who commenting? Are they saying? Because I don't I don't care what people do privately. So are they making this? Are they making this jump without knowing? Without having, like Brian said, without have without reading the story. I think they're without okay knowing with what the, he's doing. the publications. I mean, it's one thing. I'm, do you get do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah, because I mean, the story is deeper than, and, and I feel bad because the, the the guy has passed. But it's but it's deeper than this. Hey, he just decided he was a woman, and um, but he was that, just that's being it. artistic. He was just, I mean, and he said it. I'm just, it's a stress reliever for me. And so, and maybe he thinks and his parishioners and everybody thinks that he's just a good writer. And, you know, there's, there's like psycho thrillers out there. Um, You know. Where was the demonizing? Where was the, where was the saying, this is a terrible, horrible person? Yeah, no one ever said that. We said what he said. We used right. his own words. Yeah, from the from the article. But I think it's ironic that you would say demonize and life choice in the same sentence because he just admitted that these were his life choices. The problem is right. for this story and this narrative, these life choices weren't private. Right, they weren't private. They were these put life out choices into the were public. public. Also, he wrote right. about wanting to kill somebody who was a real person, a real human being, and and. Does that not go along with the narrative either? It gets back also to accountability and responsibility. What about that in the whole story? And if you don't have anything to be ashamed of, then why was it secret? And why didn't you just, you didn't have to take your life. You just be that person. Yeah. It's not really. And uh, former U.S. Senator Doug Jones weighed in as well. We'll have that on the other side. You do not want to miss that. We'll be back. We are back, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shaver is here. Allison Sinclair is here as well. We are in an undisclosed location under tight security. Thanks to just people, people from Birmingham, people from Alabama saying go visit. Mm. Give those people a visit. You noticed my whole strategy was saying... It's the girl's fault. It's working out tremendously it, it well. <laughs> you get left off. People don't even know you exist, Scott. Or they're like, eh. Well, it I, doesn't really matter. I will say this. Uh, He's not going to care. This He's not going to see it. He doesn't look at social media. <laughs> I mean, you'll get jumped and you'll be like, oh, that's what they've been that's going through. That's what it's yeah. about. I did go um, at the start of the show when we were having all the issues. This did prompt me to go shoot my new gun. Mm-hmm. Um, Your Huck fan? My Huck fan, my Tom Sawyer, my Sigmund Freud. It was awesome. You did have fun. No, I hated every minute of it. Really? You weren't I, good at it? Uh, no, I didn't hit the target. And um, 
it's really loud and it's terrifying but I had to learn I had to do it so I learned all the things then the police got called I well it's legal because we're in Shelby County but I right. think they thought that uh so I think they they thought that maybe we were shooting at each other because well, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean I don't know what happened but we're the, unincorporated we do what we want yeah the the <laughs> the policeman was like I mean the sheriff was like I mean I can't tell you not to I'm glad you're learning how to use it keep going but I right. just had to make sure y'all were okay right well, hey, my, my, my oldest that. child uh, worked with her uh, deer rifle this weekend so Allison and I were thinking the same way we of course did not bring our my Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. But she brought her her deer rifle, oh. and so we uh, stayed in one location. And her husband drove her down a little bit further so she could practice. And it was just a nice kapow. I was like, "You go, little sister. You right. go." A nice kapow. You know, I mean, it was. But that's what it makes you do because people are literally unhinged. And what are they unhinged over? Is that they want us to accept their truth, and we are saying. Actually, we can't because we respect you as a, as a person created in the image of God. We cannot accept that because their worldview drives them. Think about this. Their worldview drives them to alter their appearance. It sends them to despair. And it makes them level insane threats at people who've done nothing but simply report on a story that a person made public before they chose to harm themselves. But on the deeper mm-hmm. level, I want to look at some of these people and be like, okay, like if if we could have a calm conversation, like what do you want from me? What what would make you feel okay? Like what what do you need me to do so mm-hmm. that you can calm down? And they would say, I need you to deny everything you believe and all your convictions and who you are. And I would say, okay. Mm-hmm. Then you do the same. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Let's just both. You don't be who you are. But they can't give a mutual respect. See, I'm okay. Like, if Bubba Copeland, if that's who he wants to be in the privacy of his own home, I can't do anything about that. Like, I, I really, right. if, if go. I, but when you are a mayor, a pastor, and you are called to a higher standard, things change, okay? And if if you really want to be transgender curvy girl, then step down and go live that life. I can't stop you from that, and I wouldn't stop you from that. But don't ask me to deny who I am unless you're willing to deny who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The problem is the left doesn't they don't see it that way. It's not It's not a two-way street. Well, I mean, it's, for example, people that may or may not be calling the show. I don't know if they are or not, but they'll be doing that for the next week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're cowardly, and they want to call, and they want to, you know, say their piece, but not necessarily on the air. They'll probably will cuss you out. They want to go show up and protest and do whatever they're going to do, but they're not civil at all. They're angry, and their worldview suggests that they have no hope, and we're telling you there's hope. It doesn't have to be this way. This doesn't have to be the situation. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.